Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? This is Lisu back again E Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 298. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Snake in the Grass, Tracked, One Piece, and Ahsoka. Movies including My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, Shaky Shivers, Expendables 4, and Buddy Games. And as always, the Week in Sports, the Week in Funko, and Collecting Weekly Star Wars Moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendation. But before I go any further, it's the news! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Thank you all again for uh, seven years of the E-Society and everyone that's listening to the last episode. Yeah. And everybody that reached out, thanks. You guys rule. Shut up. What? All I have are movies. I didn't get any TV time other than just yeah, regular, st- TV. regular stuff I watch when I'm getting ready or if I'm at work. Um, yeah. There's a new wrestling show on, uh, or it's a documentary series on Netflix I want to watch. So hopefully, maybe I'll get into it next week. But here we got movies and the stuff you got. Um, yeah, I can go quick on TV if you want to just kick off with that. Yeah, let's uh let's roll on the TV. Uh I'll start with uh that I recorded another little live reaction for Big Brother. Um I don't know if you got a chance to put that up. I actually didn't even look, but uh I sent that over to you on Thursday. Oh, here it is. Jeez, I didn't even see it. Well, it'll oh, be okay. up. It, I'm sure up. by the time you guys hear this, it'll be up. <laughs> okay. So you can see here a little live reaction I did to the end of that episode. At first, I felt like I may have started it too early, but I, it was basically my live reaction the last 25 minutes of the episode. I obviously had to talk through the commercials. Um, and when I'm on my own, obviously, I feel like I really can't let any dead air go. So I'm just going, going. It's just usually how I am, especially when it's just like me. That's why I definitely prefer having it uh, throw back and forth between us. But uh, yeah, if you listen to that, you're all caught up with where we're at. Uh, The only thing is because of the events of the double eviction, it wasn't really two people went out, Cameron and Jared, uh, but then they came right back in the house as zombies and they're not doing head of household this week. They're not doing veto. I think one of the reasons, like I said on the pod, was that uh, it's Survivor and Amazing Race premiere week this week on on uh, Wednesday. So no Wednesday Big Brother episode. So I think that's one reason. But obviously they're stretching the season out. And what's crazy, and I didn't mention this on the pod, is Heisem was evicted on day 28. I saw the stat. I didn't just figure it out. Heisem was evicted on day 28. And next Thursday will be day 58. So 30 days. And in 30 days, only two more people will have left. Red and Izzy. Because Jag was evicted, but then the power was used on him to stay. 
and then Cam was evicted, but came back in, and Jared was evicted and came back in. So uh, they're going to have a little mini battle back. Um, the uh, Cam won the little preliminary, so when Thursday night rolls around, he gets to choose whether or not he's going to play or have Jared play. And whoever plays, if they win, they're back in. The other person's out. If they the person that plays doesn't win, the other person's back in. So it's kind of like a little bit of a risk. They both said they're going to play, but it's Cam's choice because he's won the preliminary. So that's where we're at. We're in a bit of a holding pattern. So a little bit of a, a slower week in Big Brother country. All right. I haven't seen any since the, I think the last one we did when it was both yeah. of us. Well, it, lots of happened to two since then because whatever the, the way the house blew up with Izzy and Suri and that Jared, that power structure getting exposed, which I loved because they had a real shot to coast to the end of the game. So now we're in a little bit more of an open game. Anything can happen. And I like that. So, but yeah, we still got the rest of this month, all of October and into November to, to the end of the game. So, and still. Tons of evil left, and jury doesn't even start. Jared will probably leave on Thursday, and then the Thursday after that, we'll have another eviction, and then the jury will start. So uh, just look, let me bring up the calendar here. So, yeah, so the 28th, Jared will leave, and then, yeah, October 5th, the final person will leave before jury starts, so yeah. Jury house, they'll only be in there one, two, three, four, five weeks. So, yeah. Anyways, um, we should do a, a live feed reaction still. It's been a while since we did one of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, spin into the next show real quick uh, Snake in the Grass. Uh, not necessarily new, but I'm finally getting around to watch it. I was intrigued by hearing that Suri uh, was on it. She's on this season of Big Brother. Um, saw her play the Traitors. She's played four seasons of Survivor. She's a reality TV vet. And what I didn't know about Snake in the Grass, I saw it was streaming on Peacock a while ago, and I actually did watch the first episode. And it didn't totally grab me, but I didn't realize i thought it was like all these other shows where it's kind of like a continuing storyline and it turns out the snake in the grass every episode is a new game new players so it turns out the episode that uh Suri was on like it was one episode come and gone and she was on there with another survivor stephanie and then two former big brother players rachel riley and janelle so it was pretty interesting to see um but yeah, basically, it's actually a very traitors-like game. Four people start out. Um, one of them's the snake. One of them's designed to be the snake. The others are not. And they do like two challenges over the course of a day and one night. And then uh, they have the chance to get three clues to the identity of the snake. And if the snake obviously try to sabotage them. And then at the end, if the three people figure it out, they get to split the hundred thousand. But if anybody votes the wrong way, the snake wins and the snake takes the whole hundred thousand for themselves. So, yeah, 
What channel is this on? Peacock. It's uh, Snake in the Grass. All right. And to, I need to see some images of this. Yeah, Ooh, you know. Oh, it's, no, that's, that's Snake in the Grass. <laughs> like a one, real snake. <laughs> one episode that uh, it aired, because I went, I... I saw the first one and then I was like, well, where's Suri? And then I figured out, I was like, oh, every episode is a different game. So then I went to the Suri episode and watched that and then I let it play. And the one after that or the one right after that <laughs> was called Costa Rica Karen. And I was like, okay. But then I got into it and uh, yeah, one of the, one of the, players called one of the other players that i was like damn and she actually took obviously she took big offense to it she's like all right if we're doing this i'm walking out and the host had to be like come back come back come back okay cooled off come back sari feels which one is is she she's playing big brother right now she's the one with the sun in the house oh okay i was thinking of the bald one what's the bald one's name or short-haired oh, one uh, felicia yeah, all right. Okay, I had to see her face. I'm like, all right, okay, now I remember. Yeah, Suri's playing with her son. But yeah, her son just got evicted in the double eviction, but he's back in the house right now as a zombie. And Izzy's gone, you said? Izzy's gone, all the way home. So she didn't get to hold that secret over their heads? No, she did not. Uh, <laughs> like I mentioned, though, before, Jared um, spilled it to Blue, so now there's another person in the house that knows but surprisingly she's keeping it right now so we'll see if it ever comes out or if she even cares or realizes it's hard to tell with blue <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah that was funny that that speaking of felicia that that video i sent you of her that they made on the internet f and bowie jane f and bowie jane <laughs> today that was the funniest part of it when she scared uh, Riley. She said, today! I just like that one of that lady singing when she's sleeping. Singing in her sleep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep, she's a star. But uh, anyways, so yeah, Snake in the Grass, pretty cool show. But yeah, it was interesting because I'm, I'm so used to these shows that continue. Like the story continues, the characters continue. Each episode, it's like uh, I don't know, even Family Feud. Sometimes they continue on, but what's only, uh, like Price is a... Right? You don't continue on that, right? Every no. episode's different. Yeah, it's no, like there's, that. There's one winner each each uh, right. Showcase. Same thing. So same thing with Snake in the Grass. So a hundred thousand. That's all. <laughs> Not bad though. It's two days. It's you. Okay, so, oh, so, so there's a winner each episode. Yeah, each episode. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, each episode. So, mm -hmm. and you're, yeah, you're only out there, you're out there one day, you spend one night, and then the very next day you do another challenge, and then that very next night you sit and you, they pick who they think the snake is. And then, Why don't yeah, you try to get over. on these shows? Honestly, um, out of I'm, us, out of the two two of us, you you're in way better shape than me. I don't even want to try. <laughs> I'm like, 
for years i've said that i didn't want to do rig brother but for some reason this season like understanding the strategy and how to play it and actually seeing so many players make mistakes and how you could do better like it makes me want to play because i feel like i could be like more adaptable to the game you know so. you'd have to go in there and act like you know nothing don't right oh right. i got a podcast and we talk about it every week no you need yeah. to just not say any of that yeah, well, I mean, I could, I could bring up the pod, but I don't have to bring up that I t- talk about it all the time. I could yeah. bring up the pod for sure. I definitely would do that. And I'd do, I'd, whatever, you'd have to have the live feeds on and be giving you shout outs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, Magnus. Yep. Society podcast. <laughs> that everybody would listen. So, yep. That's your guys' homework. <laughs> Tell one person that listens, that you know, that listens to podcasts to listen to us. Right. And all that. So <laughs> snake but, in the grass on peacock. Snake in the grass. Yep. Um spin it to my other one. Uh this is a HBO show. You know the actor uh Vinny Jones? Sounds familiar. Usually uh like a tough guy in like UK. Oh, that's um Oh, that's Vinny Johnson. <laughs> oh. Um, he's usually a bullet tooth guy, Tony. Like... He's bullet tooth Tony in uh snatch, right? Right, and he's uh, the killer in uh murder meat, the midnight, the midnight meat train, right? And he was, um, what's his name in Wolverine or um, uh, he was in the last Deadpool, but it oh, wasn't was he? Him. He's Juggernaut, Juggernaut, yeah, <laughs> he was Juggernaut, yeah, and. I think Wolverine, one of those ones. Yeah, X Men: The Last Stand. Is that what it was? Is that yeah. what it was? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kane, um, Mar- Kane Marco, Juggernaut. Yeah. So he's got a show on HBO, and it's called Tracked, and it reminds me a lot. You may or may not remember uh, a show I showed you a long time ago at Joel's. Do you remember Man Tracker? Nope. Um, it's a Canadian show that I somehow stumbled upon at Joel's like long ago, ran like 10 years plus ago. Um, what's this called this, again? Well, the Vinnie Jones show is called tracked and man tracker. Like I said, 10 plus years ago was this Canadian show where, um, these people basically had to, travel on foot they get like a i don't know 10 minute 30 minutes some amount of head start and then man tracker was set on their trail and they had to get to the finish line before he found them that's basically what they're doing here on uh tracked except for the difference here is man tracker was it was one team of two and one man tracker tracked him down in tracked um like Vinnie Jones is the host but then he has like a team behind him I think it's set in New Zealand and uh you've got like New Zealand special forces trackers like there's two of them and then there's like multiple teams that are out there it's like 
I can't remember how many, like eight to 10 teams, like blue team, orange team, yellow team, red team. And all of them are trying to make it to the, the, the finish line, the extraction point. And these people are tracking them. And there's like a headquarters that is in communication with the, the trackers. And yeah, they've got a, Try to track them down, and that's as, as simple as it is. But yeah, it totally reminds me of Man Tracker, and uh, I was wondering I just, if you remembered that. But no, I just watched the trailer <laughs> for this for this show. This looks extreme. So those guys chasing them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. Like, you can like stick to the bush or be out in the open and go faster. But it's like it's all about how you play it, because obviously there's risks if you're out in the open. You can move faster, but there's a better they, chance they'll see you. If you're in they, the brush, it takes longer. Do they have to grab you or are they like shooting you with something? They have to grab you. They have to oh, okay. come all the way right up on you. And I can uh, you I like just, not like fight them, but could you like wrestle them? You can to run. Throw you them off run. you. You can run, but if they get you, if they get you, they they got you. So if they touch you, that's it. Right. Oh, okay. That's not like you can shove them off of you and then keep running. No. no. Oh, okay. If they got you, they got you. So see, that would that would be good, man. <laughs> just if you see them coming and you just start shoving and pushing them off you and then running. <laughs> right. That'd be awesome. No. <laughs> what was was crazy on the first track? They were. It actually showed the skill of the trackers. They didn't have a chance to do anything. They came up right behind them, and they couldn't. They didn't even see them, and they they got them. Like they came right up on them, and then the guy was like, "Whoa!" And he like slid, <laughs> but it, it, the tracker had to be like, "Oh, are you okay?" <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, pretty interesting. And yeah, the fact it's that was funny too at the beginning. Um, because Vinnie Jones was acting all serious, like when he's describing the game to all the contestants, he's like, "You're here, and this is like gonna be tough, and like this is rugged terrain, and we got the best of the best tracking you down." And one guy in line was like, "Oh my God, I saw you in a movie last night." <laughs> and Vinnie Jones like didn't react. He like stayed in character. Like, this is gonna be grueling and tough. He's bullet tooth Tony to me. I mean, if you guys have seen that movie Snatch, the Guy Ritchie film, right? That that's probably my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. That movie's hella funny. Everybody in there was badass, but he was probably one of the toughest dudes uh, with his Desert Eagle .50. That movie was hella good. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. All right, and last up for me, you may or may not have heard the hype around One Piece. Have you seen or heard the hype around it? That sounds familiar. Let me let me click on something to see if it brings. Well, let me give you the little. It ain't, it ain't the anime. It. Is it anime? It was anime, and now it's live action. On oh, Netflix. really? Okay, it's on Netflix. All right. I where? Oh, I was uh, at the movies, and they were showing. Um, a commercial for it. I was like, where? I said, I just saw this. Where? Where? Yeah, they they said oh it was it was a manga, yep. and now it's live action or whatever. And I was like, oh okay, but I'm good. <laughs> if they're not killing <laughs> it and all that in it, I'm I'm all right. 
I tried right. to watch um one of my friends. Oh, do you love uh fuck uh the Ponyo? One of those ones or those other anime ones. Watch these; they're good. Have you I tried. Spirited Away. Yeah, I tried. That's the one. I that's like the other Spirited one. I, away. I tried, man. I was like, oh. My anime is science fiction and robots and uh, blood and death. Have uh, you seen Trigun? Which one? Trigun. Uh, spell it. T-R-I-G-U-N. I might have T-R-I-G-U-N. There's an old version. That's the one I've seen, and a, a new version just started. I haven't seen the new one. Oh, I have I seen love some of this. The OG one. The, oh, there's a newer one. There's yeah, it just came out like earlier this year, and I haven't it, seen it yet. Oh, okay, I'll say, is it any good? Because I, I seen I've it. seen some of this. Um, shout out! I to love Sweet the OG Trigun. Sweet <laughs> Rob, he he, watch this, watch that. He bring in all these crazy anime <laughs> things. There's one that I cannot remember. If any, if anyone remembers this, I'm gonna describe what I remember. Uh, I think they were little teenage girls, and they all they ran around me. with no, they ran around with machine guns. Oh, um, ah, fuck! I cannot remember the name of it. I don't know that one. He <laughs> was like, "Dude, watch this one. It's good." I he whatever it was called, and and we watched it, and I was kind of like, "Okay, this, this nice little small little girl, schoolgirls or whatever they are, and the dresses and all that." Next thing you know, they got machine guns and they're killing fools. I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what that was. But yeah, let me give you the. The description of One Piece here. In a seafaring world, a young pirate captain sets out with his crew to attain the title of Pirate King and discover the mystical treasure known as One Piece, an alternate version of Earth, and one that currently is in the midst of a golden age of pirates. Ruthless cutthroat pirates rule the sea, and only the strongest have chance to lay claim to the mythical treasure known as One Piece that was left behind by the greatest pirate of them all, Gold Roger. Years after the death of Gold Roger, a young boy, the main character, Monkey D. Luffy, has dreams of raising his own crew, finding One Piece, and declaring himself as Pirate King. After eating a devil fruit, that grants Luffy the power to make his body like rubber and gives him enormous strength and agility. When Luffy finally comes to his age, he sets sail from Fusha Village in East Blue and sets upon his grand adventure to become the next Pirate King. There are eight episodes, and I watched the first three. Uh, each one is about an hour. First one's an hour and four minutes. Next one's 55 third one's 58 minutes so i got i got uh, a good chunk of it in to kind of get it and see what was going on and yeah it is very out there as far as fantasy like you can see the anime influence like this idea that like yeah he's like elastic man you know like the stretchy like mr fantastic like that's his whole deal and like second episode right away they they face off against this uh uh deranged clown pirate buggy and like it's really out there like buggy you can like chop him up with a sword in like a million pieces and they just like fly around and 
he'll be okay. Like it'll come back together. Like his, he's like indestructible, I guess. This buggy, the clown. So it's a little out there. Um, I thought some of it was interesting. Like I can see the appeal and like the characters, like the, the main character, Luffy, he's, like real like upbeat and positive so it makes sense like why people are like drawn to him like he's not like he's he isn't like a ruthless pirate he wants to be king of the pirates but he's all like happy and like wants the best for everybody and that's how he like gathers people to him and has them join his crew because he like he sees like the good in them and like wants to help them get what they want so that's kind of what i got out of it i hadn't seen the anime so after i finished those three episodes i quickly threw on the first episode of the the anime which is also on netflix to kind of see the comparison like what i just saw and i mean you could tell like you know they were adapting right out of the anime which they've done i guess like a ton of um Let's see how many seasons. Yeah, there's a thousand and eighty-four episodes of the One Piece anime. So they have a ton that they could uh, delve into as far as this is a insanely huge story, at least when it comes to the the anime side. All right, I found the one I was talking about. It's called Gunslinger Girl. Okay. Uh, you can watch clips on, on YouTube. And I don't know this little chick's name, man, but she's letting these fools have it with some kind of machine gun. <laughs> uh, shout out to Sweet Rob, man. We love you and we miss you. Shout out. It, his dumbass would always make me watch these crazy things. He's like, watch this, watch this. And he would just throw them in. And I remember this one just because this, this little girl had all kinds of machine guns. And uh, so some of you probably know what I'm talking about, but if you're, if I'm selling it to you, Gunslinger Girl, there's just clips. Uh, you could probably buy a full season on YouTube, but um, there's just clips on there if you want to see her in action shooting up everyone. Now I need to see if there's any figures of her. Have you heard of this one? I haven't. No, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm also not. You know, the biggest anime person, like I said, Trigun's one of my biggest. Um, yeah, so. Oh, there is. But uh, this mm. One Piece, it is a hit. Uh, I know a lot of people were talking about it. I know it did well. People watching it, and uh, it's already got a another season ordered. It's getting a season two, so. Uh, I don't know, too, if it's hard to tell uh, the cast. Um, I don't know if this if these actors, if if this was filmed like under. The Actors Guild here in the U.S., so I don't know if it falls under like, I don't know if they can film more or if if it is like uh it's hard to say (laughs) like 
who, you know, like, can they actually go start filming like a season two for this right now? I don't know. I have no idea. But. Damn, these little figures are expensive. <laughs> I think the cheapest I saw was 30 and the highest was 261. Wow. And these are just those little statues that don't even move. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm I'm good. Now I'll just search around at the cons if I see it. But what was this show called again? One piece. Okay. But and no, that's on you're, Netflix. Not, you're not gonna you're not gonna go for for the one piece? Nah, probably not. There's no yeah, little like said, with machine guns. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty out there. <laughs> it's got some decent action to it, but it's very much anime rules, very fantasy light. Like I said, the 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 enemy in the second episode, like I said, he can get cut up in like a million pieces. He's basically like indestructible and it's weird. Like all his parts are like flying around. Hmm. That episodes aren't that long. How many episodes did you watch? Three. And it is eight. And it's getting a second season. So... Uh, I highly doubt they'll be able to do the whole anime series. As I said, that's a thousand and eighty four episodes. So no show can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And this is on. Okay, it's on Netflix. All right. Did you watch the thousand episodes of the anime? No, like I said. After watching the three, I just went back and watched the first one of the anime just to see what they took, like what similar story parts there were. And I could see it. I saw what they did. So. But, yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting, especially if like you're into. Like pirate stuff, I mean, that's the whole stick behind it. Pirate world. (laughs) And this is all on Netflix, uh, the yep. anime as well as the live action. Right. Have you heard any? Um, I haven't heard anyone talking about it, but have you heard or read anything about how people like it? Because I'm sure there's people like me that you got to stick with the the source material. Yeah. I have. Surprisingly, it's been positive. Uh, everybody's been pointing to. The problems that they had with what was that last one with the uh, John show Cowboy Bebop? Um, I thought that one was all right, but I also was unfamiliar with the anime, and I had a lot of people that knew the anime weren't happy with the way the live action uh, turned out. And I guess it's actually the opposite for this. People are actually loving the the way this is done. There's only a couple things they don't like, like there's these like snail creatures i guess in the anime and like in live action they actually do look pretty odd pretty weird so people aren't haven't been crazy about that (laughs) yeah i just figure that's how everybody gets yeah but 
yeah on that note ready to move on to movies if you want to kick that off Alrighty, I got out uh, three days in a row to the theater. Uh, I'll start off with the first one that I'd seen. This is a, um, it was one of those Fathom events, one night only deals. And uh, I remember seeing a trailer for it somewhere. I don't know, somebody sent it to me. Only because it was directed by, do you know Sung Kang? Yeah. Him, the... Right, Han, Han from uh, the Fast series. This is his fifth brother in Obi Wan. Yeah, this was his uh, um, directorial debut. It was released. Uh, I guess it was just the one night, September twenty first uh, of this year. Uh, two young women find themselves in an abandoned camp in the woods with a book of magical spells surround surrounded by. Classic monsters. All right, that's what Google says. Let's see what IMDb says. Uh, two young women find themselves in an abandoned camp in the woods with a book of magical spells surrounded by classic monsters and a comedic send-up to 80s horror films. Again, this is directed by Sung Kang, and it's written by Andrew McAllister, or Aaron Strong and I. I think that's how you say it. And this stars Brooke Mark Markham, a Vi Vi Nguyen, Jimmy Ballinger, Aaron Daniels, Skylar Day, and Herschel Sparber. I mean, I think that's uh, how what his name is. All right, Shaky Shivers. I was like, all right, cool. Um, in the commercial or in the trailer, you see uh werewolf, you see a Bigfoot, and you see zombies. And that's pretty much what you get in this. It is a horror comedy, and more on the comedy side of the of it, of it all, because there's just a lot of stuff going on. When the monsters and everything kick in, it's not a lot. The, the movie was only an hour and 22 minutes. And I want to say there was a, I think it was a mid-credit scene. Or is it a mid-credit scene or a scene at the very end? I, I don't remember. But uh, I liked it for just a little horror comedy. It, it was funny. The special effects uh, was cool. There was, there was blood. There was guts and zombie crazy monster makeup. And whoever was the Bigfoot looked cool we see the werewolf like just briefly um but i liked what was going on my favorite characters in this were the the two main girls uh, lucy and karen um they work at a little like frosty mill hamburger or no ice cream joint um and whatever town usa they were and uh they work in there and people come in and just give them shit for working there uh, but in the very beginning, one of them, we see one of them, they're out in, in the woods, the two girls, Lucy and Karen, and she looks like she took some uh, battle damage to her arms. And she goes, well, okay, just bring me out here, and well, this will be a good place for us to stay and see what happens. And uh, that's like maybe the first 10 minutes of the movie of them trying to explain, because she's like, yes, I'm going to turn into a werewolf tonight. It's a full moon tonight, so you got to... 
lock me up here and just keep an eye on me. And if I if I try to attack you, here's a gun, shoot me. Uh, so it's it's just like one of those type of films. And then then they do a the day before, and we see the lead up on how on how this one she, uh, how Lucy gets infected or bit uh, and becomes a werewolf. But uh, along the way, all the hijinks. Uh, Jimmy Ballinger, he played Eric. He was funny when he was in it. And it kind of went off the rails at, at the end. Uh, actually, uh, Sun Kang is that he's also in it, but he's at the very end of the film. Um, but it was funny. It was a it was a good movie. Would I watch it again? Yeah, I believe it's going to. Um, is it Screenbox? I I think it's it's either Screenbox or Shutter. I'm pretty sure it's Screenbox. It's one. It's one of those. Um, once it, uh, I guess it did the festival run, and now it did the one night only. I was supposed to be one of the movies to kick off uh, the scary season. So, and I believe it's going to be up on either Shutter or Screenbox. I I can't remember which one it is. Uh, really soon. But I thought the movie was cool. If you just want something just kind of slapsticky funny. Um, not really scary. Uh, the, again, the the blood and the guts are minimal, but it was still it was still a fun ride. Uh, I enjoyed it. It just made me laugh. I love the two girls, uh, the two main girls. They were funny, and uh, it's just their adventure uh, on what happened to them uh, in the span of like two days or three days maybe. But it was cool. Um, there wasn't many people in there when I saw it. Um, it was in one of the bigger theaters uh, in the uh, Cinemark theater that I go to. And there was, there might have been two, three, four, five, six, about maybe 10 people in there spread out all within the theater. But everybody was laughing. There was, there was a couple of times some, uh, some gals screamed uh, and everything. There was these two gentlemen sitting way up in the back up top. One of them kind of went, ah, on something that wasn't even scary it, it just and then everyone just started laughing but shaky shivers it's funny i i say check it out um if you have uh, I th- i'm pretty sure it was Screenbox. Uh, if you have that um definitely check it out once it uh hits hits that streaming site but yeah shaky shivers it was a one night only deal and i don't know how many people got out there and seen it i know a lot of people saw it during the uh festival runs so but all right, the next film, this is the fourth film in the series. I had no idea this movie was coming, and this is the action-adventure uh, Expendables 4. Rated R, hour and 43 minutes. Uh, armed with every weapon they can, they get their, their hands on. The Expendables are the world's last line of defense and the team that gets called when all other options are off the table. All right, that's Google. What does uh, IMDb have to say about this film? Uh, same, exact same thing. All right, this is directed by Scott. Ooh, wow, whoa, I, I, I'm killing this uh, this gentleman's last name. Uh, he was the director for Act of Valor. Eh, that movie was all right. Uh, Hidden Strike. Is that the one with? Yeah, John Cena and Jackie Chan. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. I want to see it. I think it's on uh, Netflix right now. Or one of those channels. And uh, Need for Speed with Jesse Pinkman. Did you see that one? I did. Was that any good? I never even heard anything about it. 
Yeah, if you talk, good. All right, I'll have to find it then. Yeah, this movie came out before the, uh, before Chan we started. Cena movie though. I saw the Chan Cena movie though, and it was a little eh. It's got some okay action, but overall, I was uh, I wasn't that impressed. I forgot to mention it on here. All right. Well, <laughs> I like it. Uh, I think you'll be the same. I think you'll be like, oh, it had some cool parts, but overall, eh. I mean, this is older Jackie Chan, so is he kicking ass or is it just minimal now? Minimal now. Uh, there's Cena stuff, and then they've got like other people, like up and comers. I think like Jackie's like using this as a showcase, like they're big names, but he's like helping bring up like the next generation, kind of. Uh, okay. Um, and this stars Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone, Randy Couture. And newcomers, uh, 50 Cent, uh, Curtis Jackson, uh, the beautiful Megan Fox, uh, Andy Garcia, Levy Tran. Oh, man, I like that that little gal. She was awesome. A Jacob Sicapio, I think that's how you say his name. A Lucy Newman Williams and some other dudes. And the two guys that were just kick ass every time they were on the screen. Uh, the great Tony Ja and Iko Uwais or Uwas, I don't know how you say his name. The guy from uh, the Raid and uh, Tony Ja from the Protectors and the Ombak films uh, and all that. They were also, weren't they in that one? Uh, that one we saw. Was it? Um, was it Triple Threat? Was that the one we? No, 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 no. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. We saw Return of Xander Cage, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Return of the Xander Cage. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, oh, da, Donnie Yen was in that one, as well as uh, Tony Ja and uh, all them in it. But uh, yeah, this movie, it was what it was. It's just action, explosions, uh, a lot of fighting. Um, I'm not a fan of the CGI blood and everything. And they kind of really went overboard with uh, the action and everything. Um, the green screen stuff looked terrible. Uh, it sounded good. The soundtrack, uh, I love the score as well as just the regular music they threw in it. They threw one of uh, one of 50 songs that um his first hit. Um, go shorty it's your birthday you know what i'm talking about <laughs> whatever it's yeah that one <laughs> they play that in it and everything and there was something that happened in this movie i was like what that's what we're doing and i was like oh man <laughs> but uh other than tony ja and and eco i mean dolph lundgren i love him period ivan drago uh the original punisher 50 Cent, uh, he is he is who he is. I mean, I know he, he's good on the mic, but his acting, to me, his acting just isn't the greatest. But you don't need great actors to to be in these action films. Yes, you got some some uh, big time superstars in his action superstars, and you got Andy Garcia and Jason Statham is an action star, just been kicking ass, and Megan Fox, she's been doing 
uh, a lot of indie stuff that I've seen. There was one she did that was actually all right. Brian and I covered it on the Action Returns. Um, is she the greatest actor? No, but um, I think when once she you throw guns in her hands, I think she does her job because she did she did some good stuff in this. I mean, I'm, her acting, like I said, ain't the greatest. Uh, beautiful, running around with machine guns and fighting and killing fools, and the makeup never gets messed up. Oh, Rogue. That was the movie we did. I think it came out uh, in 2020. Um, that one was okay. Well, it was all right. It wasn't like something to uh, stop the presses and go watch. But um, oh, we're gonna do one of uh, her films, uh, Jennifer's Body, on uh, 31 Days of Horror. So get ready for that. Got another week or so, I think, before we start dropping all those episodes. But um, Expendables 4, if you've seen the other three and you just want to, it's pretty much the same thing. They get their mission. There's bad guys trying to blow up the world. And you guys send in the Expendables to do what they do and save the day. So that's pretty much what this film was. Um, just like all the other ones. I don't even remember the third one. Um, was, wasn't that the one when um, Mel Gibson was the bad guy? Melt Gibson was he? I think he was the bad guy in that one because I remember um, what's his now? Yeah, Mel Gibson. He was uh, Stone Banks. He was the bad guy, and that was the one Harrison Ford and all those guys were in it, as well as Wesley Snipes. That was the third one, and Ronda Rousey, I think. Uh, the second one was my favorite. That was the one with um, when Van Damme was the bad guy, and they underused him in that. When I said, "Come on, you got JCVD, and this is how you're gonna do him." Ah, but anyway, Expendables 4, if you just want just nonstop action and explosions and, and guns and and Megan Fox, then go see it. I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people, one of my friends, she's really she's really in love with um Jason Statham. She went and sees, she sees everything to come out. She was there first night when Meg 2 came out. I still haven't seen that yet. It's about and, to be on uh, streaming somewhere. Yeah, I think it's uh, coming because it's already out there. I think like tomorrow, it like I think it's on streaming. Is it Max? Like HBO or something. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because I know Turtles is already on Paramount Plus. If you guys haven't seen that, right. one. Yeah. that's hella good. Um, definitely in the the comic book movie list. But again, Expendables Four. It was what it was. It was it was a good time, and it's not very long because once the movie starts, it's just action, action, action over. So, but I, I say if you've seen the other three and you just want to kind of just kill some time, uh, there's not really that much of a story in it other than this, them just trying to save the world. Uh, but yeah, it, it it pretty much all takes place on this big, if you've seen the trailer, on this big uh, ocean tanker. Um, I've been on aircraft carriers before and those hallways are narrow, but I don't know what kind of this is, man. It had a. It's not an aircraft carrier, but it had a um, a little runway, and there was hella room in there because they were riding dirt bikes and all kinds of craziness going on. This during all that scenes just made me laugh. I was like, "Oh my god, what am I watching?" Because just the total off the wall action is what you get in these films, just like the the Fast and Furious movies, all the crazy nonsense uh, cars. Uh, flying and all this crazy stuff it's just this but when it comes down to the um to the hand-to-hand when they're kicking ass every fight scene was badass but uh tony jaw he was my favorite in this i just love his uh muay thai style 
with the elbows and the knees. It was like that was all I was waiting for. I, that's what I wanted in this movie. And he, he, when he sprung into action, he was badass. So, if you're a Tony Jaa fan, definitely go see uh, this movie for him. But yeah, Expendables Four it's in the theaters just came out. Uh, I say go see it. Will it make my best of list? Uh, if I had just a strictly action films list, uh, this would be on it. Uh, I doubt it would make my end of the year, but who knows? Um, we still got to see what else is coming this year. But definitely go see it, like I said, if you've seen all the other ones. And that was Expendables 4. All right. The next movie that I saw today. I didn't even know this movie was coming out. I know there was a TV series. There was two movies before this one. But My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. Members of the Portocalis family reunite in Greece for a hilarious, heartwarming trip full of love, twists, and turns. That is Google IMDb. After traveling to Greece for a family reunion, a woman attempts to locate her deceased father's childhood friends. This was directed by... Directed, written, and starring Nia... Vardalos, I think that's her name. Um, she was uh, Tula in all the films, all the the previous two films, as well as the TV series that I liked, but it didn't last very long. It was just a little sitcom. Uh, her husband Ian, uh, John Cobert, uh, Louis Man Mandalore, Mandalore, play uh, Nikki, a Elena Camporis as Paris. That was Tula and Ian's. Daughter, uh, Tula's mom, Leanne Kazan as Maria, a Andrea Martin as Aunt Vol- Vol- Vula, Maria Fakartis as Aunt Frida, uh, Gia Cardis as Nikki, uh, Joey Fat One, Joey Fatone as Angelo, and some other people that are in this film. All right. Uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the first one, hilarious. I love that movie. That was one of those movies that I had no idea what it was about. Um, There was nothing playing. I said, "Ah, I'll just give this a shot. So I watched it, and I just loved that movie. That was when I was introduced to Nier Vardalos. And the second one, I I did not remember the second one. I saw it when it came out, but I just did not remember it. I had to rewatch it again. uh, Part two was on um, Netflix. So I watched that this morning, and that one was dealing with uh, uh, her daughter, grown up, going off to college, and then the shenanigans of uh, her parents and her whole family. But this one, uh, her father passed away. Um, What was his name Uh, in the first one? Played by Michael Constantine. He played uh, Gus Portocalis. He, um, I believe he did pass away. Yeah, he passed away in 2021. And they, they were, he, they, what they wanted to do, there was, um, he had this, uh, little like journal that he wrote and it was all his, his, his life growing up in Greece in this little village, his three little homies that he hung out with all the time. And, uh, his, one of his dying wishes was to get this book and give it to uh his buddies so what she was doing is she was going off to uh greece to uh give uh, give that book to uh her father's uh friends 
and they were told that there was going to be they they got a letter saying there was going to be a reunion so you guys should come out and that girl what was her name victory uh melina kotzalu i think that's how you're saying her name uh they go there and she's kind of the one that invited them yeah come come to greece for a, a big family reunion so that's why tula and tula her husband her daughter her brother nikki and her aunt uh vola and aunt frida and uh, there was a kid that went with them. Um, Aerosol or Aristotle or whatever. I think that was his name. Uh, he was a young guy that was helping uh, Tula's aunt. So they go over there and all the shenanigans hap- happen that's going on there. I was like, okay, well, who's who's getting married? It turned out that there was, um, they find out, uh, Tula and Nikki find out that they have another brother that their, their dad uh, before he left Greece, before he went to America, he kind of shacked up with this one gal, uh, dropped one of the kids off in the pool, and then cut off to America. So he had no idea that he had another son uh, in his village. He's introduced. Uh, that guy has a daughter, and she ends up uh, wanting to... Uh, no, he he has a son, and he ends up wanting to marry this uh, refugee from Syria. So that's where the the, wed- the Greek wedding comes into play. But it it was pretty good. There was some sad stuff, especially when they were talking about uh, Tula's dad, um, as well as uh, her mom, uh, Maria. She was dealing with um, Alzheimer's. She was she was still able to talk and everything, but she was slowly forgetting things. Like, who are you? Oh, is this the first time we met and stuff like that? So that that type of stuff was 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 sad, and it, it got it got me thinking about uh, my parents. I mean, for those of you that didn't know, we we, we lost my uh, my mother-in-law uh, earlier this year, and uh, I still have both of my parents, and um, it's coming for all of us, everyone. And as as far as parents, when our parents are getting older, this made me think: Well, what are we going to do uh, when my parents are older? Um, I already had this discussion with my older brother, and we, we kind of hashed out a plan. And he's like, all right, no, don't worry about it. He's he's going to retire from his job, move to Arizona to take care of my parents when when they need to. But my parents, they're they're still they're still up and moving and doing things. They love playing bingo and going to the casino and all that. So they're they're all right. I think I still got still got a few more years before we got to start taking care of them, because my grandmother, the when we just went down there, she's 97 and she's still going strong. So but. What was happening to Tula's family or her dad passing and her mom just her brain was going. I was like, oh, man, it kind of put little tears in my eyes. But um, again, I didn't know this movie was coming and all the the hoopla shenanigans that goes that goes along. There's nothing really to spoil in this film. It's just another comedy of the the Portocalis family. And I, I thought it was cool. I really liked what was going on. Uh, it was set in Chicago in the beginning. Then they went off to Greece. Uh, the first two films were all set in Chicago and everything. So, but yeah, I like the movie. I like the series. Um, I only have the first one. I think I have it on DVD. But uh, if they sold the Blu-ray set with all three of them, I, I'd buy it because I really did like this um, this TV, uh, this uh, this movie, uh, this movie series, this trilogy, the TV series. Um, it was called My Big Fat Greek Life. 
that came out in 2003 and it, and it only aired seven episodes. Um, the only ones that were in that, uh, pretty much everybody except her husband. He was, uh, uh, he was a, a bigger star and he's doing movies and everything. So he didn't, he didn't do the TV show. I don't think this TV show, well, it didn't work. It only went barely one season. Um, it would this this series wouldn't have worked if it wasn't for uh the Portocalis family. Everybody that was in the first two movies that came over to the TV show, they're they're the Portocalis family. They're they're the Greek family that you want to see because all of them were funny uh and everything. This was a um Tom Hanks and uh, Rita Wilson uh playtone production, from what I understand. Uh, I guess Rita Wilson went to the um, the uh, the stage play for my uh, big fat Greek wedding, the the one that Nia um, Volder Vol Vardalos, I think that's how you say her last name, had, that she she did. I don't know if it was on Broadway or somewhere, but she, Rita saw it and um, they started talking about, yeah, we uh, we should uh, make this into a movie. So that was that was the movie we got. But uh, again, uh, for the third time, I had no idea this. Uh, this this uh, movie was coming out. I was just in the theater seeing whatever I was seeing, and I saw a poster for it. So I was like, "Oh shit, I didn't know that." So I had to I have to round it out the round out the trilogy. I don't know if there's gonna be any more. There probably could be, but I didn't. I liked that they didn't just beat us to death with these movies like boom, boom, boom coming out every year. It's like one came out, a few years went by, then the next one, and and so on. So, but yeah, my big fat Greek wedding three. I say uh, if you've seen the first two and you haven't seen it, definitely uh, go see it. The first one came out in 2002, and the second one, I believe, came out a little while longer after that. Um, 2016, that was when the second one came out, and then 2023 was this one. is. But My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, uh, again, like I said, if you've seen the first two and you did watch the TV series, Go see this. It was it was a heartwarming show, movie, and um, like I said, I was I was sad because it was like the there was also another guy in this. Um, uh, Tula's husband Ian, her, his father. He, um, what the heck was his name? Uh, Bruce Gray. He was he played Rodney Miller. Uh, I believe that, uh, yeah, he passed in 2017. So in this third film, they also said, yeah, he, when they showed a picture of Tula's dad and then the next to uh, him was uh, Ian's dad. And I was like, oh man, both of those guys passed away. So I was kind of like weak. Um, there was another guy in it. Um, I just remember him in that one, uh, Richard Grieco movie. What the hell was that movie called? I think it was called If Looks Could Kill. He uh he was uh, his dad. He was he was in uh, the first and the second film. Uh, he wasn't in the third one. I didn't wasn't sure if he uh he passed away or not. But anyway, but uh my big fat Greek wedding three again. Like I said, if you've seen the other ones, go see this one because it was it was pretty good. All right, those are the three movies that I have, and uh, yeah, that's I got the one. Three movies. I got one. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You got one. Go for it. Yeah, 
if you listen to the last full episode you, we did, you might have seen I talked about uh, one of the shows, the new show airing uh, next to Big Brother on uh, CBS Thursdays. You got uh, Buddy Games, and I talked about I I liked it uh, all right. Josh Dumel, and they did the Buddy Games crossover into the Big Brother house. Well, uh, turns out, yeah, like he mentioned that uh, he had done Buddy Games is the name of this uh, TV game show with Dumel, but he also did uh, actual movies. Uh, 2019, the first one. And then just earlier this year, did a sequel, Buddy Games Spring Awakening. Uh, this Buddy Games is streaming on Hulu, so I saw it there. Uh, described as a group of friends reunite to play the Buddy Games, a wild assortment of absurd physical mental challenges. In the process, they'll heal old wounds, right past wrongs, and figure out the true meaning of friendship or die trying. Josh Dumel. Huh? Did you watch both of them? No, just the one. Okay. Uh, Interestingly, the first one's on Hulu, and the second one is on Paramount. I'm surprised they're not both on Paramount, considering the show is out. But also, that being said, I feel like the TV show, for the most part, is actually very family-friendly, like a competition game show. Um, they talk about a lot of times about the the competitions on uh, Big Brother even being kind of juvenile and aimed at like a 10 year old audience type thing. And you could say the same thing about uh, Buddy Games. But the thing is about the films, there are films and it lives up to it like they're, they're very growth out humor kind of stuff, bro humor that kind of stuff. It reminds me uh, a lot of like the old Sandler films and then the Sandler films that came after it. Like that was just his, even if he wasn't in it, but um, like grandma's boy and stuff. And speaking of grandma's boy, Nick Swardson, uh, he's in this Dak Shepard's in this, uh, the lead from psych, uh, which, you know, I really love James Rode Rodriguez, uh, Olivia Munn, Kevin Dillon, who a lot of people know from uh, Entourage, and Dan Bakladal. Uh, so, yeah, it's got a pretty uh, decent cast. And actually, a lot of those people come from these kind of bro comedy type films. But yeah, Josh Dumel, Transformers, stars in this wild, hilarious, no holds bar comedy after six lifelong friends have a five year falling out. Bob Dumel, aka the Bob Father, reunites for his pals with the Buddy Games in the same competition of absurd physical mental challenges with the chance to win a $150,000 pot. Now all bets are off and determined dudes fight, claw, and party for big butts in this star-studded bro fest featuring Dak Shepard, Olivia Munn, and Kevin Dillon. Uh, I didn't hear about this at all when it came out in 2019, did you? Uh-uh. I haven't. I've never heard of it. I'm pretty sure, just looking at the box art, I might remember seeing it like on a red box when I used to look at those. <laughs> I think I remember seeing it, it, it so I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a straight uh, DVD thing it might not have been in the theaters that long um, 
it gets it's crushed as far as critics go as far as the critical score it's a high score in the meta score on you know, here on imdb of a 50 from the san francisco chronicle vulgarity is fine when it's pure and democratic but when it's mixed with sediment it feels false that's the problem with buddy games and the worst the new york post gave it a zero Talk about toxic masculinity. Buddy Games leaves you feeling dead inside. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, other users say three. Skip this. Not funny. Six. If grownups dropped the families. So that's like one of the better reviews. So bad it literally made me angry. Three. Don't like them. Um. Yeah, to me, it was all right, and I wouldn't have watched this otherwise if it wasn't for my curiosity, because I'm now I'm keeping up with the, the TV game show, So, uh, which it's the second episode of there that aired, and I liked it. But uh, yeah, like I said, this couldn't be more different, really, because like I said, there is a lot of like gross-out type humor in this, you know, so. Well, I'll I don't check know. it out. I I'll check it out. Sounds yeah. like up my alley. <laughs> it might be. It might be. And um, even though I was I was so so on the first one, I almost feel like I have to go watch Spring mm. Awakening now because <laughs> it looks like most of them come back for that. Uh, you have to. Dan Bakladal, Kevin Dillon, Josh Duhamel, James Roday, Rodriguez, Nick Swarson. Jen, Jennifer Goodwin's in this one. So it doesn't look like Mun came back. That looks like the big... Yeah. The big uh, missing. Oh, yeah, and spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of them... <laughs> you can do it by process elimination. They come back together because one of the characters dies. <laughs> Her? <laughs> no. Oh, I'll say she's the only one. I, might I don't know. Spoil it. Who cares? Is Dax Shepard's character dies? Oh, weak. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> so not. They in come the back place. together for that. All right, yeah, his picture isn't in the the second movie, The Spring Awakening. The, uh-huh. it, I, I have it up here on IMDb, and Otto started playing the trailer, and it has them like sitting at the funeral, and there's a picture of Dax Shepard. Uh all right. To... Anyways, yeah, I'd be curious to see your thoughts on it. Cause... I'll check. I'll check them out. I mean, I like these type of films. I mean, Josh Duhamel, he's he's cool. Olivia Munn, she's funny when when it's a comedy. Dax Shepard and Kevin Dillon are awesome. I was never a fan yeah. of Jason Jensen Ackles or whatever because he was an asshole on Smallville. That's why I hated him. And that was the first that first thing I had seen him in. So. That kind of ruined it for me. But I'll check this out. I'll check out both movies. Yeah, let me know. Um, As far as the show goes, too, I love how, like, he, how much he's into it. Like, like I said this when I first talked about the show, like, he does all the challenges before the contestants do it. Like, he'll, he'll do the challenge himself. So I was like, that's cool. Like, he's actually all really into this, this kind of thing, you know? (laughs) Yep. So I'll check it out. All right. All right. Ready to move on? Yeah, we got to go right into Star Wars. Uh, yeah, Ahsoka. 
part six. Far, 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 far away. away. Was this the greatest episode? No, the greatest episode was the week before, but <laughs> um, this was still good. I liked uh, what was happening in it. I really loved the little hyperspace when we see the um, one of those um, turtles. Yeah, the space whales or whatever flying around through there. And I like how when um, Ahsoka and um, Yang. yeah, are sitting in the in her ship. And they're just seeing all the lights coming between the, the, the lips of the... What is it called? Purgle. With a P? Yes. All right. So, but yeah, but yeah, once he starts telling her uh, the story of some old stuff, and he goes, yeah, in a galaxy far, far away. When was it? A long time long ago. Time in ago. Galaxy, the galaxy far, far away. And then the intro started. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, this so, was, it was... It was a good episode. I liked what was happening. Um, it was but... a galaxy far, far away. And to me, I did like a lot about it. But another part of me was like, this should have been more like Star Wars we've like never seen. Because it's like outside the known galaxy. And that being said, we did see a lot of stuff we know from the Star Wars galaxy. We know the Night Sisters, the Crab turtle people were, seemed very star warsy and even the marauders looked like star wars marauders so as much as i liked that i'm not saying i i don't know what they could have done but it would have been cool to see something like really out there like that we really hadn't seen before because it was beyond you know well, these little rock rock turtle people i thought they were cool i like them and that werewolf dog thing or whatever she was riding oh yeah that was, that was cool. awesome i was, was like i love pet <laughs> yeah i loved the it, yeah it was more of a pet than just than just something to ride on um yeah. the, i was <laughs> i was just not excited about the ending it was cool when we saw who was there but then i was like that's it i mean i don't know maybe his characters are gonna get bigger in the next He's what, waiting two episodes? a long time. We got two episodes left? Two episodes left, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, I had to immediately go back and watch the last 20 minutes of Rebels. I remembered it, but I just wanted to see when uh, Ezra and Thrawn, they made the jump. And now it leads to the question, like, okay, so they made the jump. Purgles latched onto a Star Destroyer that had Thrawn and Ezra in it, and then they jumped away and that's how they ended up where they were at but then what like I was assume that ezra just ran away and that's he's I, just I been on the run and thrawn obviously maintained his uh star destroyer but also my theory is um i'm pretty sure most of those troopers are dead and the night sisters have reanimated those troopers yeah because i liked how they looked all beat up and they didn't look like uh traditional stormtroopers they had a little extra uh and you could see like some of their helmets were cracked and they had to like uh glue them back together or whatever and what was that yeah. what was up with that one with a gold face yeah that was like that was enoch that was the lieutenant he might be alive but i think most of those other troopers are dead and the night sisters have reanimated him which is a thing they do uh the Night Sisters reanimate, which is what I also think happened to, with Merrick. 
like wow that uh inquisitor and like when ahsoka slashed him and he lost his like essence like it shot out <sighs> like that was like night sister like magic and i'm pretty sure that's what's going on with these troopers i'm pretty sure they're dead they're zombies <laughs> who's the guy that's playing throne uh lars mickelson i think um uh, what's cool is he played the voice in the animated series so uh, pretty cool crossover like for him to play the character there and then be able to play him here i personally didn't think this but i guess a lot of the fan community thought he looked a little too chunky yeah, a little too that's what I was going to say. Big, and everybody was like, no, Thrawn's hella fit. And, like, that's not right, because Thrawn is, like, a machine, and he's, like, not, I'm not saying, like, 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 metal. I'm saying, like, a machine, like, he's, like, die hard. Like, he should be, like, more physically fit. So. Yeah, I know. I when he popped up on the screen for the, when the first time we see him, I was like, "Did, did he just eat and eat while he was uh, <laughs> trapped far, yeah. far away?" Because I was kind of like, yeah. uh, "All right." I mean, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like how he looked. He, My um, guess. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. He just. I don't know. He didn't look like. And then rebels. I mean, he looks cool. Yeah, and he's nice and slender. And everything, and this guy just looked, um, I wouldn't say chubby, but he was just a little thicker than what we were used to. So, but I didn't know that this was a guy that did the voice for him as well. So, he did, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's that's cool. That's what they did, yeah. Um, my guess is it's been somewhere between seven and ten years that they've been out there because in the timeline of Rebels. Um, Rebels ends Thrawn and Ezra jump with the Purgles and they're left on Lothal and they drive the Empire off Lothal and they wait for an attack to come but they just uh, Sabine has a voiceover where she talks about like we waited for uh, the Imperials to come back to Lothal but it didn't happen and after the Battle of Endor you know the Empire began to fall so and then she talks about Hera and Rex were at the Battle of Endor. And then we know that the Mandalorian is like five years after Return of the Jedi. And then so you've got the first season, maybe that's like a year. So then you got like six. And then that's when season two is with Ahsoka. And we know right after that, that's when uh, Ahsoka meets with that... Uh, the Elsbeth person, the night sister, and he, she's like, where's Thrawn in that episode? And which leads into this series. So it's probably somewhere, my guess is like seven to 10 years that they've been stranded. I was uh, on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. And uh, everyone was saying that guy looks like um, Elon Musk, Thrawn. <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh, I kind of thought that too when he, when he first popped up on the screen. But um, like, but that he, he's a good actor. I thought. I mean, I kind of got over 
on how he looked, but it was cool to see a live action version of him. But I just was not feeling this gold face stormtrooper or, or whatever. He reminds me of uh, Enoch. Those, cool. Egy- those Egyptian gold yeah. masks. It kind of reminded me of that. And I like uh, it. It's kind of creepy. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I, I I'm just excited every time I see uh, classic stormtroopers. I've just that that's what I first fell in love with. I wasn't a fan of the clone troopers uh in episode one and two but when they the in revenge of the sith they were starting to look like the uh, original stormtroopers i I was like okay those look cool but But yeah they look enchanted because if you look at their legs it looks like they have the red wrap of of the night sisters around them which yeah it makes me totally think that they're just dead zombie troops and Thrawn even kind of says that because um, uh, Morgan says, like, why don't we send out, like, troops? And he's like, well, we don't we don't have many left. So, yeah, like, we'll just send Balin and Shin and uh, they'll either take out Ezra and Sabine or we'll leave them all. And who cares? I mean, that <laughs> would make sense if they were all just reanimated because. I don't think these guys that would be lost would still stay that loyal to someone. Right, right, I mean, I, right. I mean, Thrawn doesn't have powers or anything, does he? He doesn't, but yeah, uh, see, yeah, he is a mighty imperial figure. Like, yeah, like he, but he is the heir to the empire. But the the empire fell, so it's not like. Uh well if you guys don't follow me I can I can get more guys and uh and replace you uh, I don't know oh man dude the internet is savage there's a picture here of Thrawn Java. no it says before that's what co- I saw before <laughs> COVID and after COVID <laughs> oh man I saw spoilers for the episode and I they used a picture of Java and I was like what what does that mean I was like I didn't get it at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, check this check this one out. I sent you. <laughs> yeah, the internet, man, there's no love. Chiseled Thrawn and uh Oh. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn. Yep. It, it, it's savage out there, boys and girls. Uh they did the careful. same thing with the FET. They talked about the FET in uh Mando. That he had, he was dad bod fat. Because he should have been all skinny. I mean, how long? How long? Well, I guess he wasn't in in the star like that long. But uh, I don't know. Damn, but, there was something. There was something else I was gonna say. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the the actor that plays Ezra. Um, it's a big casting so it'd be a waste if we only get him for like a moment here and then the next two episodes so uh i hope they do something with him soon it sounds like we i feel like it's crazy how long the strike's going on and we talk about it every episode but from what i heard at least on the writer's side i guess they've been like marathoning trying to work this out so it looks like a deal is imminent there for the writers at least to be good to go all right. Yeah, we'll see what what happens. I mean, there's 
but then we got this and that. We got to get the actors back on. <laughs> yeah, man, they can get back to work and start writing their stories. But yeah, you got to all these things that were ready to be in production or stuff that was probably in production and they had to stop. Yeah, so. like uh, Deadpool was in production. Well, I thought it was all done. No, no, they were in the middle of filming. They had to stop. Oh man, because I thought it was coming out soon. Well, it was supposed to, like I think, like next June or July. No way that's happening now. No, not now. But oh, uh, um, but... Captain America, Anthony Mackie, uh, that was supposed to be out in May, and they were filming that. And no way that's happening now. Whatever they started on, they just need to get back to that and take their time. Don't. Yeah. Oh man, we said it's gonna be out uh, this month. We gotta hurry. No, don't rush it. Just yeah, put put it out when you put it out. No, right. no need I to mean, rush it. Half-ass it. Stuff that's done now they're pushing back. Like Craven was supposed to be out here in October. That's pushed out of this year. Oh, is it? Man, June was supposed to be out in November, and that's not coming out this year. I was looking more towards that. Craven oh. the Hunter next year. Not getting oh. Oh. anything in theaters, really. <laughs> kick, kick ass, that's Craven. Yep. Uh, I don't know what they're doing, but um, uh, hopefully see. soon. It's they got to get back to it. No, I mean this says here August thirtieth, twenty twenty four. Damn, they got pushed way back. Way back. He's a villain. I don't know what they're doing in this. I know this he is, is just a a, uh, the origin story of him. And it would have been perfect timing, too, because he's in the new video game. Spider-Man 2, the video game's about to come out. And Kraven is, like, one of the main bad guys in that. Along with Venom, he, which, by the way, have you seen the joke going around with that? The mismarketing they did? They're making another one? The Spider-Man video game? Oh, I thought you meant a movie. No, no, the video game. Oh, I was about they, to say, the PlayStation. Uh, have no. you seen the? They made kind of a marketing mistake, but like everybody thought it was so funny, like it's become like a thing. What is it? I didn't see it. It the collector's edition comes with a big old statue of Venom and Miles and Parker. And they said in the the social media message to promote it, treat yourself to 19 inches of venom. And everybody kind of took like a dirty mind view of that. Treat yourself to 19 inches of venom. Like, I don't know. <laughs> everybody... <laughs> Made it like a thing. <laughs> what was it? What was this on? Let me see if I can find something for you. Treat yourself to venom. I see the figure that they're talking about. That looks pretty sweet. Yeah, treat yourself to 19 inches of venom. If you look that up, you can see like a bunch of people joking about that. Nineteen 
treat yourself to 19 inches of venom. <laughs> treat yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Dang, man, the internet. Like I said, they're savage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going for it on here. So to get this 19 inches of venom, you got to, what do you got to buy? Is it a special edition or? Yeah, it's like some, it's something crazy, like 150, 200, 250. It's very expensive. So when we were in Arizona, uh, Eric saw the Spider Man 2 um, PS5. Oh, nice. He said, yeah, there's one right here, but it, I guess, is it not supposed to be out? That's the way he was making it sound. No, I think it it, it is. But it comes, it doesn't come with the disc. It comes with a code. So you can like redeem the code, but it won't, you can't play the game until it's technically out like mid, mid October. Uh, okay. I wasn't sure. Um, did they make a special? Yeah, they did. The special edition Spider Man, the whole system right yep that's what he saw he saw the actual uh spider-man game console so yeah you can buy okay you can buy damn 639 dollars can't be that much so it says here no for the with the system yeah the the system. system yeah okay how much how much was yours when you first got it did you get the disc? Uh, did you get the disc one, or is disc it just one. the? Yeah. Okay. Because that's the one I need to get. Because my PS4 is done. Um, PS5 plays PS4 games, right? Yeah. Okay. I need to get one of these. Well, now I'm not spending six hundred dollars on a Spider-Man one. Just give me a regular white right. one. How come they don't make them black? I liked them when they were black. Well, the um you two can three get, and four were black they have um you can replace the little shields you can make it look black okay that's they have replacement things i need to get one of those so i can play all right see okay that looks cool that looks better the the black ones yeah yeah, that looks way sweeter. Yeah, they have like black, blue, red, silver. I, I want to. Ooh, this is the the retro skin PS5. Uh, it's got the how the PS4 looked. That little just PS and the and the number it yeah. says that on the side. PS5. See, all right, that looks sweet. But thirty five bucks just for the console skin. You guys are killing me over here. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I the only time I played it was when I was at your house. When what was I playing? Last of Us. Yeah. That's the only Which time. Which is funny because even that was a PlayStation Four game. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. <laughs> we're playing on five. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, Ahsoka. There's nothing else Star Wars related other than that. And uh, two more episodes. How do we get into Spider-Man? Oh, we started talking about Craven. <laughs> yeah. And how did we get there from Star Wars? 
Uh, probably the writer strike and that. Oh, thing. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was writer strike. Then we started talking about this, 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 and that, and how everything got pushed back. All right, now I remember. Yep. But yeah, Star Wars. As far as that, that is the biggest news. Uh, that will the next few episodes of us leading up to three hundred. Uh, will be Ahsoka talking, and then by then, by the time we get to episode three hundred, uh, the whole series will be over. But you will be over on the islands, so we'll have to wait until you get back to do that one. So might be but, able to do it. Might be able to figure out a time. Yeah. Well, when are you, when are you actually leaving? Uh, on the second. October second. And what what and episode? I'm the... Returning on the ninth. Back to work on the tenth. <laughs> okay, so this is two ninety eight. Mm, I don't know because the next one's two ninety nine, and you'll be, be over sure there. Three hundred is a uh, is a you'll special be... one. <laughs> that, yeah, that one would be like ten hours long. Everyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um yeah um that yeah, ahsoka definitely check that out uh on to sports um this is saturday when we're doing this i think the next uh game we have uh seahawks is tomorrow when we play the uh carolina panthers um in seattle so We'll see. I, I have to remember because the last few weeks of games, I just completely forgot it. Forgot it all. <laughs> um, yeah, usually I have stuff going on on Sundays. I was supposed to make it up to uh, Lake, Lake Tahoe Comic Con, but uh, I got up too late and I didn't feel like driving all the way up there because I would have probably been just now getting home. And I didn't want to go over there and blow all kinds of money. Because next weekend, I will be down in Pasadena. And we're going to the uh, Halloween thing. Halloween celebration. Uh, let me see what that ex- is exactly called. Uh, Mike and I are going to that. Um, I remember I they talked about it. That was the last year. And I told him that we, we need to. We need to go to this, so, um, come on, I just want to see what it's called. Okay, it is Halloween, 45 Years of Terror, September 29th through October 1st. I believe we are going, uh, we're going to the 30th, September 30th on Saturday, so we're going that day. It's at the uh, Pasadena Convention Center, so in Pasadena, California. So if you're going to be there, just look for uh, two big Indian guys. Mike and I will be there for that, and we're also going to a screening of Hell House LLC, the first one. We're gonna we're gonna be down there for that. I believe um, I don't know if, if actors that were in the film or producers or whatever are going to be there. I saw. Hell House, and it did make my list uh, for best uh, of whatever year that came out. Um, but I saw it on uh, whatever streaming site that, that it was on. I think it was Shutter or one of those ones. I don't remember. But uh, this will be the first time he's seeing it on the screen, so I'm really excited. I mean, that first one was scary. 
I guess there's a new one coming out. I guess they're going backwards. It's going to be like an origin story. Um, I can't remember how many they made. I think there's like two or three. Um, but the first one was the best one out of my opinion. I liked all of them, but the first one was the best one. So it's going to be awesome that we're going to go see that on the big screen and probably have put up uh, some kind of uh, recording Mike and I are going to do. Um, we are covering that movie on uh, 31 Days of Horror. So it'll be us talking about the movie and our experience in it on the big screen as well as we're also going to bring up uh, we're going to talk about the uh the halloween uh the 45 i can't but 45 years damn i'm old um <laughs> so that, that's going to be really cool i don't i don't really know who's all going to be at this convention um i guess i should look it up um 45 convention i don't know i assume all the um People that were there. Um, who are the guests? Uh, I, I've met a lot of these people. Uh, Nick Castle, the guy that played uh, Michael Myers in the original film. I already met him at um, Sinister Creature Con. Uh, Eric and I met him, and he signed my Halloween poster. So that's really cool. Nancy Loomis, she will be. Uh, she played Annie. She's gonna be there. PJ Souls, um, she's gonna be there as well. I met her at Texas theater uh for the screening of uh rock and roll high school oh charles uh cyphers he canceled i guess it says due to medical reasons uh john michael graham the guy that played <sighs> what the hell was his name um the guy that got uh, that um pj souls was banging the one that got pinned up against the wall uh with the butcher knife um i can't remember his name uh, the little kid that played uh, Michael Myers in the very, very beginning of the film, uh, Will Sandin, he's going to be there. Uh, Brett LePage, he was in it for like a second. He was one of the key kids that was teasing uh, uh, Tommy. Or, um, Tommy, was that his name? Yeah, I think it was Tommy. I don't remember. Old. Uh, Sandy Johnson, she will also be there. She was the one that played uh, Michael Myers' sister in the very beginning, uh, the one he killed. Man, there's just a lot of people that were in this for like seconds, and they're all going to be there. But we got some executive producers as well as uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Um, he's going to be there. Uh, uh, Rick Rose, Rosenthal, I think he directed Halloween 2. Uh, he's going to be there. Uh, Dick Warlock, he played Michael Myers in Halloween 2. He's going to be there. Lance Guest. Um, he was in Halloween 2. Leo Rossi, he was uh, Halloween 2 as well as Bud. I met him at uh, Texas Frightmare. Uh, Adam Gunn, he played Michael Myers in uh, Halloween 2. He was only in it for like uh, not even a minute. He was he played a, a young, maybe a teenage uh, Michael when he was sitting uh, locked up. He kind of just turned and looked at uh, a young Laurie Strode. He's going to be there. A Gloria Guilford, she played one of the nurses in Halloween 2. She is going to be there. Uh, the great Tom Atkins from Halloween 3, he's going to be there. I definitely need, I definitely, out of everyone, I've met him before, but I didn't have my uh, Blu-rays with me. So I want to get him to sign my Halloween 3 uh, Blu-ray. And Tom Morga, oh, he was um, Michael Myers in Halloween 4. Plus, he was also the... Uh, imposter jason in um friday the 13th part five a new beginning damn there's a lot of people that were just ooh, don shanks is gonna be there he played michael myers in uh, halloween five 
and he was also uh he's a native guy and he was also the i think they called him chief in revenge of the ninja yeah typical stereotypical native in that film but different times in the 80s uh, a lot of guys that played Michael Myers in these uh, later films are all going to be there. Uh, oh, Tyler Maine, he played uh, Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween's. He's going to be there. Michael Malcolm McDowell, he will be there. He played uh, Doctor Loomis in Rob Zombie's Halloween, and pretty much uh, looks like the almost the whole cast of Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, one and two are going to be there, uh, minus Rob Zombie as well as uh, his wife. Uh, Richard uh, Brake, he's going to be there. Uh, Adrian Barbeau, she was in uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I believe. Um, James June Courtney, he played uh, Michael Myers in the, the last trilogy of films. Uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Um, and some other people, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, he played, uh, uh, Tommy and, and, uh, in the, the Halloween kills also, um, was Brian and he played, uh, Ted farmer and, um, or farmer Ted and, uh, 16 candles. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, we'll be here all night if I keep rambling off everybody else's name. Oh, Scout Taylor Compton canceled. She's not going to be there. Beautiful young woman. I met her in Albuquerque. But, yeah, Mike and I will be there for the uh, 45 years of uh, terror for the Halloween celebration. And um, that's, why I'm, that's why I didn't go to the con this weekend up in Tahoe because I, I didn't want to blow all of my money there and then have nothing when I go down to to uh, Pasadena for this con because I am going to go nuts. As far as celebrities, the only one I really want to meet, I want to meet everybody, but the one that I want to get anything signed will be uh, Tom Atkins. So I want to meet him as well. Um, Damn, I should take my imposter Jason down there and have Tom Morgan sign it. Uh, I don't know. Lance Guess, Last Starfighter, if you guys have seen that film. Uh, I loved him in that, but I don't know. We'll see. But um, sports, I hasn't been really keeping up with anything. Has anything been going on baseball wise? No. Uh, Giants kind of hanging on there. Uh, oddly, uh, just kind of back and forth, not quite out of it yet. But uh, yeah, let's bring up the wild card standings. Um, they are three and a half back of a wild card spot now. So not doing themselves any favor. Cincinnati's ahead of them, Miami's ahead of them, and uh, Philly, Arizona, and Chicago, the Cubs, have the three wild card spots right now. So, well, we're in sixth, sixth place in the AL West. Rangers, Astros, Mariners, Angels, and then us. So, unless yeah. we can just kick ass the rest of the season, but I, I don't know. We only have forty-eight. No, you're, we're out. You're we have thirty-seven games out of the wild card. <laughs> yeah, we have forty-eight wins and a hundred and seven losses. Yeah. You might as well just change the name to las vegas and be the losers because i don't know but i'm gonna ride them out until they 
leave Oakland. It's then, funny uh, how many people I have acquaintances. I'm like almost never on Facebook, but like people I've known that are on Facebook, like I, I go in there once while, like I setting up the new phone today and I was on there and to see uh, people that uh, Raiders still their team. And the first thing I obviously think of is you, how it's not your team anymore, but it's just funny to see people still talking about uh, Raiders being their team, their They're lifelong false. team. They're false. They ain't Oakland Raider <laughs> fans. They're garbage. Sellouts. And well, then you, you guys, they, did... were Los, they were Los Angeles Raiders fans. Yeah, you know? Sellouts. I didn't even follow that bullshit. And I'm not <laughs> following the A's either. I'm, I'm a Los Angeles Dodger, Dodgers fan. I got to. Keep it West Coast. One of my friends keeps telling me, just be a Mariners fan because you're you're already a Seahawks fan. I'm like, Damn. Might as well. Nope. I got to stay in California. Fun. That's like actually a fun team. That has they have a fun team right now, the Mariners. They got some uh young up and comers. Uh they made the playoffs last year for the first time, like in twenty years or something. So now's the time for the Mariners. How are they? doing as far as the standings go though are they in way, it? way better than us uh wild card goes uh they are just outside of it right now they're only a half game outside the wild card behind houston toronto and tampa bay looks to all but have locked up a yeah no they have tampa bay is locked up Four more games. Oh, we, so if that's yeah, let's see if that's true for the Giants. For the Giants, okay, so they're losing right now. Uh, no, we got, we got one, two, three. We got four, seven more five, games. Six, six games left, and like I said, we are three and a half out of the wild card. So. Pretty bad that they're taking the loss tonight because that'll probably at least drop them to four games out, probably. So you almost have to go undefeated the rest of the way. Seven <laughs> games is probably not likely. So I'm not going to count on it. It'd be cool if they do it, but I'm well, not we got on it. that's we probably got swept, too much to ask. We got swept up by the Mariners and then. We we took on Detroit and we won two of those games. Uh, we play one more game tomorrow. Uh, then we go the the Twins. We have one, two, three games with them, and then the last three games are with the Angels, all in Anaheim. So tomorrow's the last game in Oakland this season. Not even make it out to any. <laughs> so. But. Uh, I don't know. Well, you still uh, got time. There's, they'll be there next year again. I uh, you know it. It'll still ha- be happening. The whole sell the team and don't move and all that stuff. I think it's past all that now. Everyone, we just need to accept it. Um, are the Aces uh, still playing? Aces probably. I think, no, I think they're done. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this uh, this weekend they're they're all in Vegas. 
I think that's it. Then uh, do they play any in October? I don't. Nope. That's it. Uh, yeah, the last home game for the Aces was uh, last week on my birthday on Sunday. Cause we. The, uh, Jumping back over to uh, NFL, my Broncos are off to a terrible start and probably already headed towards a a lost season. Um, It just started and they're already giving up. I know. I know. Well, let me tell you why. Um, (laughs) We lost game one to the Raiders by one. We looked good most of the game, but uh, Raiders looked pretty good too. And uh, yeah, we lost that one. Uh, second game against Washington, we had like a 16, 18 point lead and gave that up and looked like we were going to lose. And actually, amazingly, um, the whole stadium had basically emptied and left and we threw a Hail Mary 50 yard tip pass touchdown with no time left on the clock. And we still down two so we needed the two-point conversion so they went for the two-point conversion and they didn't get it so we lost 35 33 lost both games at home real bad sign new coach we look we look actually all right but you're not winning and winning is what matters this week we go to the two and old dolphins they've looked like one of the best teams in the league we're a mountain team going to Miami. There's like just no chance. I just, it would be unbelievable if they win this game. Uh, Miami's only five and a half point favorites. I would be surprised if they win by two touchdowns, 14 plus. Um, I, I don't see us winning that. After that, we actually do have two very winnable games. I'm not guaranteeing we win them, but that's Bears and Jets. So that would bring us to two and three. But then we play Kansas City, uh, Green Bay, Kansas City again, and the Bills. That could be another four losses, if not definitely probably three losses. So at the best, like that's what like three and seven (laughs) so the forecast looks very poor for this bronco season already damn yeah over before it started (laughs) general mission i'm looking at the cowboys are these just the standing room only hell no i pay no 30 dollars to stand there never do that again have you seen those have you seen those pictures of uh, people when they open the doors and they run in like crazy? Yeah, they did that when we went to WrestleMania. Did that when we went to WrestleMania because that that was a ticket I had. I had the general admission um, seats or standing room, and never again because that was brutal. <laughs> I was cool the first hour, and then I was like, by hour two, I was like, oh my legs. Oh man, I don't care what section I'm in. $130 to be way up top? Man, these guys are killing me here. I don't care as long as we're inside the building. 123, 130. Jeez Louise. 126. 
I just texted Tommy Boy. I said, hey, man, you got the hookup for Cowboys? Because the Seahawks are going to be down there in November. Um, if you guys have never been into, uh, was it AT&T? Yeah, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, in Arlington, Texas, the Cowboys Stadium. Oh, my God. Out of the stadiums that I've been into, and I haven't been into many, this stadium was nice, especially that giant jumbo tron that's hanging from the ceiling because i went there for wrestlemania and it didn't matter where you were sitting if you could see that big giant tv screen you were good and look up that then look down at the ring (laughs) but oh man and it was freezing in there they had the ac full blast i almost bought a sweatshirt because i was standing there cold (laughs) but oh man i'd like to go down there for a cowboy seahawks game it depends if tommy boy's got the hookup Right. Then I'll I'll go down there if not. Mm, <laughs> I don't want to pay that much to be. I mean, the view doesn't look bad because I'm on the uh, the Ticketmaster. When you click on the section, it shows a picture of the view of where of how you're gonna look at the field. That doesn't look bad. I mean, that stadium is is huge though. But mm, I don't know. Depends on what uh, Tommy says. Oh, we also play the. The bitch-ass 49ers, twice. Uh, one in Seattle, I think on Thanksgiving. Is it when's Thanksgiving? Is that the 23rd of November? Yeah, we play uh, 49ers, the Santa Clara 49ers on Thanksgiving in Seattle. And then we go down to Santa Clara to play them again on in December. Hmm. Uh, no, no Raiders this season, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I want to get up there. I want to get up there to Seattle, but we'll be Man. up there for, um, whatchamacallit, Emerald City. Emerald. Yeah. Man, I turned around on my TV, <laughs> you know, I've had the live feed running in the background and I was like, what? What am I looking at? At like the the showman's couple of Corey and America. I don't know. I've only been doing the live feeds for like the last four years, so I'm not like a live feeds expert per se. But uh, they are far and away the most kissy couple that I've ever seen on the show. And the camera operator had it zoomed all the way up into their like lips. As they were kissing, I was like, "What? Am, what am I watching?" <laughs> <laughs> we should go two days, or was one day enough for you? Two. If we go Thursday and Friday, those are the cheap two cheap days, because Saturday is sixty. Yeah, well, let's just go third. Thursday is thirty, Friday is fifty. So let's just say with taxes and everything, a hundred for those two days. But, um, we'll have somewhere to stay so we don't have to shell out for a hotel. Just gas and feeding ourselves on our way up there. I don't know. Eric might go with us. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We might either stay in Seattle, depending on uh, my friend, if she's going to be in town or not, or we'll have to drive out to Everett, where we stayed the last time. But that that wasn't that far. Plus, we're going to go out there anyway because we're going to go over to the yeah. Funko HQ, we have to. We're there, but uh, yeah. So February of next year, 
29th and 28th. If you're going to be at Emerald City Comic Con, the the East Society will be there. So, but we'll talk about that later as we get closer to it. But uh, anything else for sports? I don't know. Nothing. That's just, that's no. it. So, but it. collecting, I have nothing. So take it away. <laughs> Uh, I picked up at the local Target uh, on clearance the uh, classic series vintage collection style three and three quarter inch scale uh, Boba Fett vintage comic art. I had been eyeing it forever, but uh, at $21, I was always like, oh, no. So. Went 50% off, so uh, 10.50. Still not like it didn't feel like that great of a deal, but I was like it was more fair. So I picked that up for that price. Um, got a, a couple of sodas in the mail, Star Wars ones, Greedo and uh, Princess Leia. Uh, both no chases there. My uh, my record on sodas has uh, fallen way off. It's been a been a while since I got a soda chase now. Um, but speaking of chases, I rolled the dice on uh, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, former San Francisco Giant, but currently of uh, back with the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, where he spent most of his career. And interestingly, he had a chase. Uh, so I ordered one through Amazon just to roll the dice because I was like, oh, it's kind of a cool, odd looking, weird chase. Uh, where he's got uh, glasses on and he's got a jersey on that says. Uh, what does it say again? Uh, Uncle Larry and under the hat, like he's got a like a bandana on and chain on and you could see these pictures on my instagram at the zisu um this one like i felt actually i was like this is actually pretty cool because like i don't know what i would have done had i just got the the regular pittsburgh uh mccutcheon i might have tried to return it uh if they if they let me because i would have really had no reason to hold on to that but this is a pretty cool uh chase i got so i was glad to get that and uh yeah, looking around. Uh, I guess that's uh, the most recent arrivals, most uh, worthy stuff I can mention right now. <laughs> oh, I picked up um, the uh, Steel Book for uh, uh, Into the Spider or Across the Spider Verse. The yep. uh, wall, the Walmart one, because there was just no dice on the on the bed. Best Buy one. I, I I could order it, but I I don't want to risk it. So right. pay, paying that, and then it come in and it's dented, and then I'll be uh, hella mad. So uh, I just you gonna wait to see on uh, Loki? Or are you gonna order that? Uh, coming out uh, this Wednesday. I'll just wait. I'll go in there and see. See, I could still get Spider Verse if I order it, but. Uh, wait a minute. A second. Are oh, you chumps? They must have got more. Because I went into Best Buy 
Irina and they were all gone. Now they're saying I can go in there and pick it up. <sighs> Damn you. I'm not going to buy it twice. But no, no. I like this cover, though. This cover is pretty sweet. Um, but uh, Yeah, I got the Best Buy one. I like I'm it. I'm all right. I'm, I think I, I can live without it. Um, yeah, I bet I better not. I better save my money for next weekend. But I know Prey is coming out uh, next month. Uh, Steelbook, Best Buy. So uh, I got the word on that from one of the producers uh, that I messaged. Uh, uh, indigenous woman, I can't remember her name. Um, she started following me on Instagram, and uh, I had asked her. I said, "Cause what prey was? Was it last year or the last year before? Year. Last okay, year. yeah, it was last year. Cause it, it, did it make your list? It made mine. Made my list. I don't okay. know if it made yours. I don't. Think yeah, it, it made mine. It, it did. Oh, okay. It was that was an awesome movie. Um, I had asked her. I said, "Are you guys gonna put that out in physical media?" Um, this was before they announced that it was, and she said, "Yes, it's coming in October." But she didn't know in what. I, I didn't want to ask her a steelbook. She she would, wouldn't know that. She just said, yeah, it, it's coming. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then once the pictures started coming out of the steelbook, I'm like, ooh, I want it. Man, I wish I could have met Amber Mid-Thunder. But they, she, when I was, saw her at Texas Frightmare, uh, said, oh, she's going to lunch. And I was like, weak. I only hung out there. She was only there Saturday. And I was only there Saturday for uh, a couple hours because then I had to make my way to the airport. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the only thing that I picked up. I actually bought it uh, yesterday when I went into Walmart. I saw it and I went, uh, I'm glad I went through them because I picked up the first one and I was just going to walk away. And then I started looking at it and I noticed there was a dent in it. So I was like, weeks. So I put that back and I grabbed another one. Search that one. You, when you get those steel books, especially when you're in the store, Search for dents. Look at the top. Look at the bottom. Look at the sides. Even look at the binding. Because I bought a steel book from uh, Fye in um, what is it, Concord or Pleasant Hill, whatever that mall is down there where they had one. Um, right. I went there and I, I think I bought Howard the Duck, and I just bought it and didn't even think about it when I got home and unwrapped it. The spine was crooked. I was like, ah. So I was going back to the barrier the next weekend anyway. So I took it back. And I remember when I took it in there, I said, this spine is was broken. And she just looked at it and went, all right. And just threw it in the bag. Go get another one. So I'm glad that uh, she hooked me up. So, yeah, I mean, pretty much you you physical media uh, collectors, I, I'm sure you uh, eyeball all these things like I do uh, when I buy uh, certain steel or when I just buy steel books in general, um, I think if they come in just a regular blue case and it's the only one there, I do pick them up and I shake them. And if they sound loose, I'll just uh, grab something else. Cause I remember I got the, uh, Halloween steel book. Um, the first movie out of the, the new films, uh, there was one left in Spanish spring. So I went out there and they had it looked at the, it was fine. The, the case was fine, but it was loose inside. So I was like, Ugh. and the guy goes, you know what? Just buy it. If it's scratched, bring it back in. And uh, you can, well, we'll give you a regular one. And I'm like, well, if it's the Blu-ray that's scratched, I'll be okay with it. But uh, it was the 4K that was loose. 
and I looked at the back and there was no scratches. So I said, nah, I was fine. So, but it's a hit and miss when every, every place else was sold out, but they had one there. And that was the reason why there was one there is because it was loose on the inside. So nobody wanted it, but I pulled the trigger and it was fine. So, but, uh, random recommendations. You got any? Yeah. Uh, one, well, I got two, but one personally for you, just because I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Looks, sounds like you haven't got around to it yet. Extraction two. No, I haven't. Still, wanna, still, still haven't wanna seen. Want to hear your thoughts on that one before the year ends. <laughs> I'm going to watch it so. before because I have a feeling it might make my best of. I haven't seen that yet. Um, and there's another one but, on there uh, I need to watch too. My recommendation is one we saw in theaters at the start of the year. I saw it was uh, streaming here on uh, Amazon Prime, and that's uh, Knock at the Cabin. I haven't seen it since we saw it in theaters, but uh, I noticed it's on there. Was that this year? And, uh, yeah, we saw it. I think it's uh, January when you came down. What was I there for? Just came down. Okay, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, that was when I got the flat tire and and all that shenanigans that happened. That was the last time I was there. Oh man! Well, I've found all my my uh, little special tool just in case. But what is is this still on Peacock? Is that what it was on? No, maybe it is, but I saw it was on Amazon Prime. So oh, it was on Peacock when it first when they first started streaming it. I, I just Let's saw it the one see. time when we seen it. Uh, oh, well, yeah, the least uh, IMDb says it's there. So, Tommy Boy hit me back. I just asked him if he had to hook up and go. He'll check with his brother. So, fingers crossed. I can go down there. <laughs> oh, weird. All right, what do I huh, have? It's not. Oh, it's not interesting. Yeah. Oh, Continentals out though from the world of John Wick. Did you see that? It's on Peacock. What is it? From the world of John Wick. Uh, I know. Three part event set in 1970s New York. Winston Scott is roped into an underground world of assassins and must make things right after a strange brother's attack on the Continental, which is the, you know, the hotel in Wick. Okay. That's on Peacock. Yeah. All right. Well, I will give you a movie that's definitely on my best of horror list. It is streaming on Peacock. Dude, you need to watch this movie. This movie is awesome. This is Renfield. Uh, After uh, centuries of servitude, Dracula's long-tortured aide is ready to see if there is life outside his boss's shadow. Stars Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage, uh, Aquafina, and Nicholas Holt. It is streaming on Peacock, and it, it also has the tomato score. Um, it got a 58% splat, but the audience score was 79%. And uh, I'm with the audience. This movie was awesome. I did not think it was going to be what it was. It, it is like horror comedy. Plus an action movie because there's some scenes in there with the shooting up action, fighting everything. And there's tons of blood and gore. 
in this thing. It's all CGI stuff. So, but dude, you need to watch this movie. This movie's hella good. And Aquafita's awesome in it. I love her. So yeah, if you guys have Peacock, definitely. And you haven't seen Renfield yet, definitely check it out. It is definitely worth your time. Uh, it's really short. It's only an hour and a half, and it just flies by because the story just uh, kicks in. I like this Nicholas Holt guy. He's cool. Just in about everything I've seen him in. Speaking of him, we still need to do a rewind for uh, Fury Road because yes, I know I, I know I have it here. All time classic. I have it here somewhere, but I I saw it the no, I actually saw it twice in the theater. So good. So I, I saw it once and wasn't impressed, but then. One of my friends goes, come on, let's go see it. And I went, oh. I said, well, maybe I'll like it the second time. And, and But that was Classic. back when it, that's back when it came out. So it's hashtag good. not my Max Rock, Rockitansky. So Mel, Gib- Mel Gibson is so Mad Max. Melt, not, Melt uh, Gibson? Not Tom Hardy. Not, uh, um, what's his name in Venom? Bane? Not, no. Um... What's his name in Venom? Um, Venom. No. <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? Somebody's yelling it. Uh, I wanted to say Flash Thompson. Eddie Brock, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'll give you another recommendation. I don't know if it's streaming anymore. It was uh, Warrior. Speaking of Tom Hardy, that movie's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I think it was on uh, YouTube Premium. It was streaming there if you guys have that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, Tom Hardy was badass and warrior. That was hella good. And um, what's his nuts? Owen Lars. What's that actor's name? Um, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, him. That was a really good movie. And uh, Nick, Nick Nolte. Oh, man. That was some... Brought the tears in my eyes as well. But yeah, Renfield is on Peacock. Definitely check that movie out. It is awesome. It's perfect time to start watching horror movies. Uh, right. But, all right. Yeah. Track, what do you got? Uh, I'm going all the way back to 1969, 10 years before I was born. And Marlena Shaw's California Soul. This is one of those tracks that uh, I'll never, ever get tired of and anytime i see somebody use it someplace else like uh, recently on the new version of uh, nba 2k brings me back to it again so uh had to add it back in the mix back in the rotation and uh love this song california soul all right here's one that um i don't know if we uh mentioned her um but Sinead O'Connor, she passed away earlier. Uh, when was it? Uh, in, during the summer in July, July 26th. Um, I'm not really sure on on what happened. I want to say it was some kind of cancer, but I, I don't know. I wasn't, um, I didn't really deep dive into uh, what it was. It just says uh, several medical issues, but. Uh, this is the song that I, when I first heard of her, it uh, came out, came out. In, in, was it the 80s, I believe? Uh, Nothing Compares to You, the Prince cover that she did. Um, what year did that come out? Um, I want to say it was late, late 80s on that one came out um 
or 90. Well, no, that's when then she won something. I I don't remember. But whenever that album came out, I don't think it was her first album. It, it might have been. Let me see. No, it wasn't that album. I think it was. It had to have been this one. Her. Uh, unless it was a single. I don't know. But whatever that song came out. Uh, nothing compares to you. I'm pretty sure it was during the um, the 80s, from what from what I remember. If it was 89 or early 90s, I don't I don't re- exactly remember when that song hit. But it was a it was a Prince song for those of you that didn't know. And uh, she did get into some controversy when she tore a picture of the Pope in half on Saturday Night Live, and the country <laughs> flipped out. Ah! I was like, come on, you guys are killing me. Um, okay, nothing compares to you was uh January, okay, 1990 is when that for some reason I thought it was uh 89, but okay, yeah, the song was written by Prince again. For those of you who didn't know, uh, Prince did he when I saw him uh live, he did perform this song, and uh, I like both versions, but. This one, this song, uh, I've always liked it. Just reminds me of uh, my end of uh, of uh, high school years, and it was a big hit. And the video was all over the place uh, on MTV. So definitely, if you guys haven't heard it, uh, check it out because it's uh, it was a good song. And uh, yeah, Sinead, she had a, a good career, and then I think after the the Saturday Night Live thing, she kind of disappeared for a while, but then she was still out there performing uh and everything and then out of nowhere she uh passed away and it was just like oh my god it just i didn't even know she was going through uh all her medical issues and what was going on because i'm looking here it doesn't really say exactly what she passed from it just says medical issues but um, she left there. She's got albums. She's got a lot of performances on YouTube. So those of you that are sh- fans of uh, Sinead O'Connor, I mean, she left us with a lot of good music. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of her, but I could I, I could appreciate her music, and I did support her on what she was doing when she tore the picture in half on uh, Saturday Night Live because the way she felt about that is on how I feel about what's going on over there. But that's me, everyone. But yeah, nothing compares to you. Sinead O'Connor is my track this week, and looks like that is it, everyone. No. Just out of curiosity, real quick, uh, I when I text you like a track like that, will it let you actually hear it? I was just curious. I never knew if it actually worked. Uh, let me see. Or does it only like play like a sample, or how does that work? It's thinking. Let me see. Now it's. Is it playing? It's just a sample. Oh, so it's just a little like 15 seconds or something? Yeah. The, um,. The Spice of Life, Marlena Shaw. I've heard this song. 
yeah, California it, Soul. It just gives me um a sample of it. It doesn't even start. Uh okay. the beginning of I was, the song. I was curious. I was wondering how that worked. <laughs> it's just like if you were buying something on is it iTunes still or is it Apple Music? I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, Apple Music. <laughs> they changed everything. Yeah. But uh all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the East Society episode two ninety-eight. Yay. One more episode before we hit 300 I have no idea what So we'll we have do. to watch 300 uh, <laughs> We can I haven't seen that in a while in Did a while. you see the second one? Or the prequel? Yeah, uh, yeah I don't remember much of that one All I do is remember it was like Happening kind of the mess. same the same time as, <laughs> as, the, as the first one Because I remember when the second one came out I went to the uh, the double feature The IMAX double feature they showed um 300 and then they showed the the second one i was more juiced for the first one to to see yeah. it in imax yeah so but i haven't the second I have, one was kind of a mess i felt <laughs> i i haven't last time i saw it was when it came out of the theater i don't even think i own it um but anyway uh follow us on facebook just search each society going over to spotify for podcasters uh basically the big brother 25 live feed uh, that's what my friend keeps telling me. He goes, is that the Big Brother uh, feed? I said, yeah, it's all over there. But hey, you get some here on the regular on the regular show as well. So, yeah, Spotify for podcasters. Just search for East Society or go down to the links below, and it takes you right to our page. Follow us on YouTube. Just search East Society. Go over to Tee Public, Pick up a T-shirt. Uh, East Society or a MacNez T-shirt. Definitely check it out. Uh, X, follow us at, at East Society Pod, at MacNez Pod, at at Theo Zisu Instagram at East Society Pod at the Zisu Zisu at Magnez Pod and follow us on TikTok at East Society Pod. Uh, big shout out to Mixla Beat Productions for our intro and outro music. Please go over to www.mixlawproduction.com and have at it with all the music over there. Um, but yes. 298 uh, boys and girls and everyone that's listened to everything we have here on the Skater Nest Podcast uh, Network. Um, I never really remember how many episodes we got. Full episodes of mixture of everything. 708 episodes here on the regular network. Not counting everything over on uh, Spotify for podcasters. It's just Spotify. I'm tired of saying that full name. Right. <laughs> so, but... Um, yeah, I mean, everyone, thank you so much that listens to everything we had on the network and everything dealing with East Society. Um, I have some stuff that I'm just sitting on that I need to get out there. Uh, a Big Brother episode uh, that the, the yes, Zisu yes. did here. Um, you'll go over there. Reaction. It'll it'll reaction. be it, yeah it'll be up by the time you hear this so please go over there and everyone that does subscribe uh, to that thank you so much subscribe to everything dealing with us uh, here on wherever you're hearing this be it uh, Apple Podcasts or Podbean or um, where are the other ones these 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 are just some of the other ones Castbox Public or uh, Pocket Cast or Overcast um, and whatever else I know there's a billion other different podcast apps out there i don't know what we're on so whatever you're whatever you're listening to just search skater nez or mac nez or whatever and 
and find out what's there because I don't know. <laughs> but I do post links on all our social medias to everything. And, uh, yeah, threads. Everyone, if you follow us there, I don't even know really. Threads how. might be the new spot, especially if uh, do you hear Twitter might soon be pay only. And if it is, I'm done. I'm yeah, done. like why? I mean, he just bought this thing and, and just running it running into the, the ground. ground. Yeah, yep. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, <sighs> so, but yeah, if not that's gone, that. no, I'm not paying. I pay for enough. It's all about the threads, then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're but, gonna be uh, fre- fresh dress over on threads because uh, yeah, I'm not no paying. No, not paying for no. that. So. I, I just do gotta up, say, go ahead. You know, I just I, was, I just put up a link for the last, the last episode two ninety seven on Threads. I, I right. just completely forget about that that little platform. Right, so right. I really need to start doing more with it. It might come <laughs> around, especially if this thing goes pay, because there's a hundred percent. There's no people just aren't gonna do that. Like, sure, some will, but it's not gonna be like w- what it is now. So. And I I, I kind of got into it with one of my buddies because he's on he's on everything, but he he paid on X for the little blue check or whatever. I'm like, <laughs> why? I don't know how much it costs. And I said, I said, you know what, dude? You're not anyone. I'm nobody, but I'm not paying to put that blue little check next to my name. I'm like, why are you? Just, I think it's like eight bucks a month. It's stupid. If you're not, I mean, I understand if you're someone famous and you got tons of stuff and everybody follows you, but somebody like me, I'm just going to pay that eight bucks or whatever it is just to be special to have this little blue check to my name. Hell no. If they can, hey, we want you to have this. Cool. I'll take it. But I ain't paying for it. Hell no. That's me. Again, I'm the old grumpy guy on on the show. (laughs) So, but yeah, follow us at all that stuff. I got to give you one breaking news uh, Big Brother thing because it's actually pretty funny. Uh, Alliances are made all the time in this house, and we have our newest one. And the thing I read is just hella funny. Um, Matt, Jag, and Cameron, they've decided on the fugitives. And they said this line, the fugitives are born. We're all wanted dead or alive. The only way out is together. What? The gunslinger, the outlaw, and the mercenary. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. Big brother, everyone. Uh, for those of you that are new, if you're just now starting to listen to our show and you didn't hear all our live feeds last year, they're all on uh, Spotify. Go check them out there if you want to hear the last Big Brother 24. Yeah. That was when I jumped on board. Shout out to um, what's her Indy. nuts? Indy. Um, but uh, Bowie Jane and uh, Blue are still F in and there. F and Bowie Jane. F and They're, Bowie Jane. Yeah, those two. Those two were still in there. My uh, runner-up, he got the boot. Um, red. Red. He got he got kicked Thing out. Thing is, uh, right now Blue and Bowie Jane are in a pretty good spot. They're not not in any immediate danger unless they fall victim to like a. Like they get put up as a pawn, and then they're the real target, like wins protection or something. That's the who, only way. Who did you um? Who did you Jag have? and Jag and McColl, and I almost lost Jag, but he got saved by the power, and now he's still in there. 
and McColl has played very, very much under the radar. She's done very little. Uh, but even because of that, some people are kind of targeting her just because of that now. So, hmm. She has a good chance still, though, at the end. So, but uh, yeah, in 30 days, only Red and Izzy have left the house. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. Well, sorry, everyone. I'm just unwrapping this. This this Blu-ray, this movie I need to watch after we're done here. I'm, can't get around the, the noise, but you guys know. Tune on over to... <laughs> okay, it has a Blu-ray in here, too. I thought it was just a 4K. Have you seen Freeway? I think so. Let me look that up. With uh, the Reith Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland? Oh. Have you seen no. this? No, I, I remember. I remember, yeah, 1996. But no, actually, I haven't seen that. I haven't either. And I'm about to watch it because we got to record a show on it <laughs> later. Are you going to watch Freeway 2, Confessions of a Trick Baby? <laughs> Depends on how Freeway is. <laughs> but, oh, Confessions uh, of a Trick Baby. Uh, speaking of 31 Days of Horror, get that movie watched. Um what did you have? Uh, um, the vampire one, Up in the Snow. Um, oh, yeah. 30, 30 Days a Night. Watch that, because uh, we need to knock that episode out. Oh, like and I'm those... Say, like I always say, like, there's a scene in it, those that know. Um, it's like an, uh, there's like an action scene, like an attack in like a, like a, a little market, like a little town grocery store. And I was all into it. And then as soon as that scene ended, <laughs> I turned to you and Joel. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty good. And both of y'all were like, and dozed off. Both of y'all. And they kicked us it. out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I hadn't seen that movie in a while, but uh, I love it. That Yeah, that movie is hella good. We'll, we'll get into it when we, when we record our episode. <laughs> wow. It had just come out, too, 2007. Cause yeah, that was right when that was, was right that, when Comic Con was. Was that your first or second year? Oh no no, we we saw it like a a year or two later when we saw it in there. Cause I oh. I went to the I went to the panel. I don't think you guys were with me. No no I, no. Cause yeah, when did it see? When did it come out? Uh, I don't October know. October nineteenth. Oh, okay. So of, yeah, so it came out 2007. So yeah, it wasn't the first year because yeah, wasn't 2007 the first year? Yeah, we when were? you went, when you went, yeah, yeah. So so it wasn't the first year. So it was 2008. It had to have been that we. It was either eight or nine. I don't I don't remember because I know it, it it had been out for a while. So but yeah, the Zeus and I are gonna do uh, 30 days a night. Um, I don't know when it'll drop, but we're we're gonna do that this month or next month. But anyway, uh, thank you so much, everyone, because we're rambling and it's uh, yeah, you work tomorrow. Yeah. You work tomorrow? I do, I do. All right, all right. Well, Better I don't know. We'll start wrapping it up. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, we are out of here. These has got to get to bed, and I got to get to watching this movie. Um, go on over to thehorrorreturns.com and all the shows over there that I'm associated with, the Action Returns, 
THR presents Dream Fiend as well as the Wrestling Returns, and I make my appearance on the regular show uh, from time to time. So go over to thehorrorreturns.com and listen to everything over there. And everyone that listens to that, that came over here because I was there, thank you so much, and you guys rule. So, but with that, everyone be safe out there. Come back two more episodes, one more, one more full episode before we get to episode three hundred. So, and I can't even believe that three hundred. Wow, but anyway, everyone's seven years and almost 300 episodes, regular episodes uh, later. Um, yeah, we'll be back for more. And uh, until then, just uh, be safe out there and party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society. Mm-hmm.